0: Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life, and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today, we are talking about God's frequency. God's frequency. I think this is so cool, obviously, as I talk about God's vibes matter all of the time. But this is something that's been such a blessing in my life, and I feel and I have found that it's something that can seem out there. It's something that can seem sort of foggy to, to a lot of folks. And I really want to dive into a little bit of that today and just give some context, but Essentially, God's frequency isn't as woo-woo as it sounds, but it's really an inner pilgrimage, if you will, that will just challenge your perspective and any inherited tools that exist in your relationship with God. So it's all about investing in your inner life and really learning how to connect to God by hearing His voice. And how to interact with God, how to receive from God, how to have ongoing communication with God, how to think like God, speak like God, really behave like God in the world, right? We are made in the image and likeness of Christ. But if we're not spending time with God, we don't often mirror him, right? And so it takes a lot of humility. It takes a constant pursuit and constant communication i I mean just think about it if we were just to replace some of the things that we do in our life and invest that time in building a relationship with god it is very likely that we wouldn't struggle to hear him (laughs) right i mean i even know in one season of my life i really struggled to know god candidly i didn't know if that was possible uh, that I could have a relationship with God. I didn't realize that my intuition was Holy Spirit direction. <laughs> I, I really didn't know what would happen if I started reading the Word. And I think I was somewhat skeptical, right? Like I had this inner skeptic and I thought, you know, well, that works for some people, but it's not going to work for me, right? And so why bother? And I did it for a lot of a lot of years and I struggled because of that. So it's really going on your own journey with, with God and really interpreting and applying what you're receiving and hearing from him. So it's developing your own inner spiritual fruit because of your connection with Holy Spirit and growing and thriving your relationship with God because that actually affects the world around you as well. So what I wanted to highlight today, I mean, there's many things we can think And meditate on the Word of God we can study the Word and store the Word up in our hearts so that we can declare it and speak the Word of God in our life we can really lean into the power of the Holy Spirit and produce the fruit of the Spirit in our lives that's the fruit of the Spirit for a reason we can't produce it without leaning in and asking holy spirit for guidance and help and wisdom and direction and strength right so when we are feeling weak or feeling like we don't have any discipline or any self-control willpower alone is not going to work right you've seen that movie before that's not going to work but you can say holy spirit thank you that you show up strong in my weakness and you help me exercise self-control over my carnal nature right and over my weaknesses And the trust then right trust that he will strengthen you he will give you a second win he will energize you he will help you to do what is right and help you to be consistent in doing what's right right but many people don't step out and don't ask for that kind of help so back to the word that I want to highlight today there are a couple so the first one is Galatians 5 16 So I say, let this Holy Spirit guide your lives, then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves, okay? There is a ministry called Celebrate Recovery, (laughs) and the very first step is realize I am not God, right? And that's such a profound reality, right? It's such a profound truth to just actually sit with and meditate on and just know that you know that you know at your core that that is true, right? I was talking with someone the other day and he was mind blown because I let him know what I believe, that control is an illusion. (laughs) And the more that we try to create it in our lives, the more it will elude us, right? The more we try to control and manipulate and run our own agenda and say that this is how it's got to go or you know that this is what it's supposed to look like, at the end of the day, It is not you telling yourself to breathe, right? At the end of the day, nobody knows what's going to happen, right? We can plan to a point, right? But even that can be turned around in a second. So ultimately, control is an illusion, right? If we think that we actually have it, we're lying to ourselves. Now, there are things that we can control, but that is ourselves, right? And we really can't do that By ourselves right if you've ever tried to white-knuckle something usually it doesn't work (laughs) however if you invite Holy Spirit into the equation that's when deliverance is possible that's when healing is possible that's when discipline and self-control and all the spirit fruit is possible so realize that because that's really really important so this is a key verse How you stop giving into temptation to sin or to go after whatever's going to please your flesh, what you want. Usually it's ego, which I like to say edging God out. So anything that's edging God out, like you know what that is. So anything that's doing that or anything that's become an idol, anything that's a crutch or a habit that you know is ultimately not serving you, it's not bettering you, you're not getting a good return on investment from that, right? It's not part of your stewardship in any kind of way. Hopefully something is being highlighted, (laughs) right? But what you do is you let Holy Spirit guide your life, right? Another verse says, walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, right? So rather than Typically, this is where I see folks get it wrong. They focus on, I have this issue, I have this issue, I have this addiction, I have this habit, I have this thing, right? I can't stop doing this thing. When I don't want to eat this thing, I eat this thing. Or I don't want to be drinking this and I need to stop and I I keep drinking this thing. Or, you know, I don't want to be pursuing that, but I keep doing it, right? Like, because you're focusing on it, right? (laughs) And what we focus on grows more in our life. So if you focus on walking according to the Spirit, this says you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, right? So as I focus more on the Spirit, as I make that in my intention, I get better and stronger in my walk, right? But usually that's where we get it twisted. We don't do that. We focus on what we don't want, and that's why we keep doing what we don't want to do when ultimately we know better, right? So Galatians 5.16 is a really important verse as far as that goes. And then I wanted to bring us into... Really just a transformation tool today. God's frequency is something that we discover, again, by our own personal pursuit. It is a rhythm, right? It is a sound. So, for example, thoughts are a vibration. They have a frequency. Emotions have a frequency. God's voice. If you've ever heard God's voice, you know, there could be an audible. A lot of times people have heard... Maybe that once in their, in their life, maybe a couple times. I know I've definitely heard it one time for sure. <laughs> I think I've shared it in another episode, but it was pretty epic. Um, I often hear the still small voice, but that has its own frequency. Usually I have to come lower and get still to really hear that um, and really sense that in my spirit, but there's a frequency to that, right? There's attitudes and moods. Those have a frequency, right? There, there's things that are going on, like our heartbeat is a beat. That's a frequency, right? So there is a frequency of God, right? And, and my objective is to align with God in what I think, say, and do. It makes me think of, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be good and pleasing in your sight. Another way that I say that verse is, let me walk in sync With you, (laughs) right? I don't wanna have my own opinions. I don't wanna get caught up in in pettiness and really things that don't matter, right? I don't wanna try to be right. I wanna be aligned, right? (laughs) I don't I don't need my opinion to be esteemed, right? I don't I don't need to prove my point. That's not it, right? Like I I wanna be better at representing or representing God to the world, right? And I know that I've got to get out of my way to do that. There's a lot of self and things that are of my own nature that I need to die to. Right. So that could be anything that could be a bad attitude. That could be some limited thinking that could be, you know, habits that you have. It could be anything. But as we clear the wrong things out of the way by walking according to the spirit, we literally are being transformed into the image and likeness of Christ. We are becoming Christ-like more and more as we focus on that. Right. As we fixate and focus on God and his mirror is his word, right? As we study his word, He's we're literally starting to look like him. And we're starting to act like him and follow after what he does, right? So that is so, so powerful. But it does require a practice. It does require intention. I know somebody asked me, how do you hear from God, right? <laughs> like, How do you actually really start developing that and know that you're hearing from God. And all I would say is that you make mistakes, right? You might have heard this, but faith is spelled R-I-S-K. It's risk. You you just have to be willing to step out. When you step out, you find out, right? So a lot of times I will get an unction. I used to just stand on the fact that I thought that was intuition, but oh my goodness, it was definitely God guiding and providing My entire life, right? Anytime I've gotten like an intuitive hit, it's Holy Spirit guidance, right? And I would learn quickly. That's the best way to learn is stepping out with instant obedience, not ruminating on it in your mind and stepping out. And you'll find out real quick if you heard God, (laughs) like you'll be able to tell and then you can course correct, right? And he will continue to lead you and guide you, right? He won't leave you hanging. So the best way to start hearing from God is to start stepping out on those impressions that you get right? And that can happen in many different ways, which that might need to be its own episode. But yeah, so that's what I would say. But one tool that you have at your hands that I want to talk about today is something that we don't often hmm, study, evaluate, tame, control, discipline. I'm going to give you a teaser. It's coming from Proverbs 18.21. It says, the tongue can bring life or death. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. So I think the good news translation of this verse brings the point home in a whole new way. (laughs) It says this, what you say can preserve life or destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. Heavy, heavy man, heavy. Okay, so a tool, a tool, we're, we know that we're transformed by the renewing of our minds. So if you want to be transformed, reading the Word, meditating on the Word, Holy Spirit working to illuminate certain aspects of the Word to really bring those to your attention. You know, you could be reading the Word and just a certain part of a verse is jumping out at you and you decide to highlight it, or you write that sucker down, right? Or you start hearing that everywhere. That's clearly being highlighted for you to pay attention to, right? And so then as you meditate on that, we are transformed by the renewing of our mind. So as we read the word, we start to really decipher and discern what is truth versus what's not, okay? And sometimes the, there's been talk that the the word is like reading your mail, right? It's, it's like looking in the mirror. You can see very quickly where you're out of alignment. Wow, like I, I haven't been thinking like that or I have a lot of struggle keeping a good attitude or like I don't have hope, right? Like you can start to see really quickly where you are in agreement with God's word and where you're not, right? And what you're partnering with and then you're transformed by applying God's word which replaces whatever else was there in your life super powerful but a tool that transformed us also not just our thoughts or stability and our emotions and emotional management but it's also our words our words can have really good consequences or really bad ones okay so it sounds super simple and i'm somebody that definitely thought this for the longest time until I actually experienced how powerful words are in my own life. And it just really empowered me to take it seriously and to start doing the work that it takes to think about what I'm thinking about, to guard my tongue, to not always speak, (laughs) right? To keep a guard. There's a scripture that says, Lord, keep a guard over my mouth against anything that would be a sin against you. Like bridle your tongue, right? So I really went from being an inner skeptic an inner skeptic, to being like, okay, I can't afford not to tame my tongue because I know by personal experience how powerful words are. And I don't wanna be messy with my words, right? Now, the, there is a culture, I didn't grow up in this culture, but there is a name it, claim it culture And my take on that is that there's always movement with faith also, right? Faith moves. So it's not just speaking things into existence, although that's part of it, but it's acting in accordance to your faith. Like If it is so, if it's done, I'm working from that. I'm preparing from that place, right? And I'm moving towards that every day. Right? As if it's as if it's done, right? So that's training in and of itself because a lot of times circumstances won't reflect back <laughs> what you know. So that's tricky. It requires a lot of strength to do that, right? You've got to be bold and courageous in the face of things that definitely bring out something different, right. So, dun, 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 dun. I'm gonna just walk us through some steps that you can take. but essentially, We, when we're speaking God's word, God's word is his law. It's, it's his truth. It's his principles. It's his keys. Right. And we we're made to, to really live a great life. Right. And we live our best life when we're imitators of God. Okay. And God created, think about this. God created our entire reality with his words. And if we are made in his image and likeness, we also co-create with God with our words. Okay, so in the beginning, we were given authority to rule and reign over the earth. God spoke and he passed his creation and transforming power to us. Okay, and then after everything was created, he declared it was good. So we are also called to use our words to make things that are good. (laughs) And what that looks like, there. there's many examples in in the truth, but really one of the keys here is taking responsibility to take care of what God has given us. And a lot of these things are tools that we have access to that we choose to activate, especially when we don't feel like it, right? If it was easy, everybody would do it. But there's work involved in your spiritual journey, particularly when it comes to training your soul, your mind, your will, your emotions to come into agreement and submit to the Holy Spirit in your life, okay? So think about yourself being a creator. I know one of the most exciting things in my life, I actually went to grad school for film production and I felt like that was psychology. I felt like that was the best... Oh my goodness. It was just like the best learning experience and experiential education that I milked for all it's worth. Right. So everything from understanding every aspect of production, from doing silent movies, to introducing sound, to working with the very first film camera there ever was. And you're worried about ruining the film as you change it into changing tent, you know, to these high tech cameras and gaffing and so many different things just really having an appreciation for every part of production and then of course writing and storytelling and reality tv and how different that is from actual reality <laughs> but it really tells in ex- film school really exposed so much about narrative and what we believe and what motivates us and character development and intention it's just so so powerful so i think about that that everything starts as an idea. How powerful is that? And we're creators, right? And there's so many tools, like film school alone exposes how many tools there are just to have a great production, right? That turns into a hour and a half movie, which is wild, right? It could take years of your life, but it's an hour and a half of your time, insane. Anyway, but we are creators, right? So think about that. Your thoughts are, it's your imagination, right? There's movies of your mind that you are thinking on, meditating on, day and night? What are you playing out in your head, right? And then we're speaking. We have our lines as actors, right? And as we speak things into existence, a whole scene plays out, right? That's how powerful we are, right? Or emotions, right? A lot of times when we react out of emotion or we make emotions God versus using wisdom, <laughs> we can get into big trouble and escalate a scene pretty quickly, right? So it's really important to, to think about that, that you are a creator of your experience. A lot of times we don't want to admit that or understand that because it's much easier to blame or to point fingers, or to make excuses, or to murmur and complain, or to judge and compare, or to criticize, right? But none of that stuff is productive to your growth or forward movement in your life, right? He wants us to co-create us into his image. The image of someone who is ultimately powerless and focused on destruction, disempowerment, and despair is the enemy. That is not God, right? So God wants to create us in his image and likeness, and so does the enemy. So think about that. Who are you cooperating with? Check that out, right? (laughs) So the fruit of what we say can be bitter, right? Or it can be sweet. And we ultimately get to decide what we're going to sow. So think about that before you start running your mouth, right? It's really, really important. Okay, so let me give you a couple of steps here. Oh, here is a sobering word before I do that. Matthew 12, 36. Scripture says we will be judged by every word that proceeds out of our mouth. So the people that still like to preach sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me. Lies. Lies. (laughs) Lies. <laughs> Words can hurt you, right? And a lot of times it's what we're thinking in our head and speaking to ourselves, right? And if we're hating on ourselves, we're likely hating on others too. Okay, so <laughs> that was a long way to get to some transforming steps that I'm going to give you today to start working on your frequency. Again, this is just a piece. It's talking just about the transformative power of words and having a practice around that. But it's really important too, to develop this with your mind, to develop this with your emotions, to develop this with your heart, to develop your willpower and your self-control, right? There's so many aspects of your inner life that you can develop to grow in your connection and increase your ability and your capacity to relate with God and receive from God, right? It's really being a good receiver. That's how you can really align with God's frequency. It's just being able to sit and be still and receive more. Okay, but for the sake of starting to really speak God's word and see their transformative power in your life, right? As you speak the promises, as you speak the principles, as you speak to the mountains in your life, right? And see them move. You will be forever changed, for sure, for sure. So there's three steps that I'm gonna give you today. Number one, spend some time talking to God and others about an area of your life where you struggle to speak God's will and life, okay? Now, before you trip, if you're anything like me, I didn't know how this prayer thing (laughs) worked, right? I didn't know how to talk to God. I'm like, do I journal? Do I write? this down do I speak these things out loud like how does this work doesn't need to be that deep and it doesn't need to be that complicated just talk to God like you're having a conversation right and usually he has a sense of humor and is very playful with you so spend time talking to him if it helps you to write it down or if it helps you to make a list go ahead and do that but just like you would talk to a coach just like you would talk to a therapist you can talk to God right he's your friend he's your helper right He is your counselor. So think about that. Just picture God sitting with you and having a conversation with him. He might even lead you into an encounter, which is pretty cool. So think about an area of your life where you struggle to speak God's will and life over it. Right? So for a lot of folks, this is finances, uh, relationships, sometimes even health, uh, children, right? But it's usually an area where you've had a lot of challenge and testing. It's usually hardest to speak because sometimes our hope is taken from us. So hope deferred makes the heart sick. And the enemy doesn't want you speaking God's word over any area of your life. So when you're tempted to just shut up, start speaking up. If you're speaking God's word over an area of your life, that's absolutely something you don't want to keep shut. You need to speak that out loud for sure because as you hear your own voice, it's calling your soul into agreement. So you need to speak that out loud because again, you're like God, you're that powerful and your soul will come into agreement. What is your area of weakness and vulnerability when it comes to your words? Maybe it's finances, maybe it's relationships, maybe it's in self-esteem or how you speak about yourself. But try to identify whatever that is for you. Get specific for sure. Like, Where do you want breakthrough with how you are speaking God's word in your life? That's number one. Number two is identify one area where your words are strong and you feel confident that you will often get it right and speak God's words. It may that you it may be that you are better at speaking life over others than yourself or speaking about a talent or skill you are good at and seeing that grow. Okay? So I know I actually became a prayer warrior when I was in service of other people. I didn't know I had capacity for that. I had never heard myself praying like that, but something came over me when I started interceding and praying for other people. So think about that. What is one area where your words are strong and you feel confident that you often get it right and speak God's words? So I have a lot of confidence when I'm praying for other people. And I've gotten really good at praying over wisdom, for sure. That's an area that I definitely pray a lot for. Number three, and lastly, find a partner. To help you on this journey, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 10 says, Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Okay, so it's really important that you have a partner. And really just somebody that you can trust, somebody that's not afraid to speak truth and give honest feedback about the words that you're speaking. And just ask them if your words bring life or destruction. Okay, so that's a way that you can start guarding your your mouth, <laughs> right? We have eye gates, ear gates, mouth gates, the, it, takes, it takes discipline and self-control to really manage And pay attention and be intentional about what you're exposing yourself to. What are you watching? What are you listening to? What are you speaking, right? Sometimes we start speaking better when we remove certain things from our life, right? Because we become like what we study. (laughs) So keep that in mind. But these steps are a great way to start taming your tongue and start being more intentional about what you're speaking, right? If you don't have anything true to say, don't say it at all, (laughs) that's my my spin off that right i also like to think that i can't afford to think a thought that god doesn't think about me i can't afford to speak a thing that god doesn't say about me right like as you start actually coming into agreement with those truths you start showing up differently, right? Just how you used to think is not okay anymore. How you used to speak is not okay anymore. What you used to expose yourself to, maybe that's not wise anymore now that you are literally a vessel that is a home to Holy Spirit, right? When you think about that, you're like, I don't want to just show up just any kind of way anymore. Maybe that worked for me (laughs) before I was able to respond and became more mature and responsible, right? able to respond differently. Now that I can, I don't have an excuse, right? And once you've tasted God, you usually can't go back, <laughs> right? It's, it's not wise. So that's my encouragement. Partner with God in practical ways To transform your life. This is specifically as it relates to your tongue. But as you get better at spending time with God, at developing a relationship with God, really cultivating quality time with him, right? And getting to know what his rhythm feels like, how he speaks to you, you get better at stepping out. God's frequency will become more real to you, and it will become such a blessing, right? Apart from God, I can do no good thing. Apart from God, I am nothing, right? So where we often suffer or really struggle with fulfillment is living a life without God, apart from God, without guidance, without leadership, without comfort, without peace. That ain't it. (laughs) All right, guys, I hope this message blessed you. There are a couple of books really exciting. Oh, There is a book in a training manual coming at you so, so soon. So if you've not visited julianapage.com, go ahead and do that so you can get on my newsletter. You can just put your information in the pop-up that comes up over there, and that will be the best way to know when you can pre-order these books. And there are courses and coaching programs and other ways that we can connect and all the social medias over there as well. So if you haven't subscribed here, make sure you do that and go visit julianapage.com. All right, guys, until next time, stay blessed.